Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and What the Hell is Flash Animation Anyway. Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Welcome to Plug and Missing, the Flash Animation Flashback Podcast, where we watch the Flash Animations, Webtoons, and Shorts that we grew up watching in the halcyon days of yore, the early 2000s. I'm Paul Reberg, and with me is my co-host, John Ward. Excellent, John. Uh, what are we looking at today on this lovely snow day? Today we're talking about the pilot episode of Happy Tree Friends, Banjo Frenzy. This episode aired May 15th in 1999. Wow, that was a while ago. And yeah, technically a very not, long time ago. Not the early 2000s, so just a little bit outside of our mission statement, but I think we'll allow it. I mean, what is our mission statement but a loose confederation of things that we randomly thought of when we started this podcast? <laughs> It's exactly that. But let me give you a quick summary of what happens in this episode, John. It's a very quick clip. We see a dinosaur playing a banjo, breaks a banjo string, and then when three woodland creatures laugh at him, he, he murders them. And that's yep. pretty much it. It's it's pretty short. <laughs> yep. And uh, they did this for another four or five years. <laughs> so the opening credits. Uh, so this is the pilot episode. So there's going to be some wacky, wacky, weird things that we're not used to seeing. You know, that kind of stuff, Paul, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, this one, the opening credits say, Happy Tree Friends Bonanza. Bonanza? What's Which- Bonanza doing in there? To me, it really makes it seem like this might have been a somewhat different concept for a show early on. Yeah, it's like it's like it's almost like a variety show feel when I hear Bonanza. It's like, what zany adventure are they going to get into? Where in reality, there's no real zany adventures. Just yeah, that or cowboys or like you know an all-you-can-eat buffet-style uh, chain restaurant. One of those things. <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, so in Banjo Frenzy, so that's uh, their their Happy Tree Friends Bonanza in Banjo Frenzy. Uh, it does it does make me think that they were going for more of a Looney Tunes vibe than I think they ended up at because they ended up with a very limited cast and the cast doesn't really interact in unique ways. They sort of act in the same ways over and over again. Um, don't get me wrong, there's definitely stretches of Looney Tunes where you know uh, one type of uh, Bugs Bunny and one type of uh, uh, Daffy Duck, you know, are interacting together and it just sort of becomes, you know, repetitive or something like that. But I, I feel like, you know, even elemental ones like uh, uh, Roadrunner and Coyote, I feel like they still have different, you still know what to expect, which is Wiley Coyote failing and then in in like gruesome ways. But right. I still feel like they, they try and up the ante and create something visually funny. Or like something that comments on something, uh, and I guess I guess I should save that for like our sort of closing statement. Since this is a spoiler alert, our the last one that we're going to cover, unless we cannot figure out what to cover next. That's uh, our shortest season yet. Yep. Well, I think you're definitely right. There's a Looney Tunes vibe to this, to be sure, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But um, as I don't know if we said this or not, we do open onto a campfire scene where there's this large lizard man. I mean, what? What's up with this large lizard man? He's very like a bucktooth Barney, and I don't know <laughs> if at any point in Happy Tree Friends Beyond this we see any I almost said non canonical animals, um, but animals that don't really exist today. Yeah. They they are sort of like prototypes for future characters, basically. Uh like we've got Giggles, the chipmunk is blue in the scene instead of pink. Uh, Cuddles, the rabbit is uh, the right color, but the design is really rough, and she's got mm-hmm. like spiky hair instead of fluffy hair. Um, Toothy, 
Uh, the beaver is purple instead of like a magenta pink sort of fusion. Uh, the banjo player, uh, the lizard man, is similar in design to Lumpy the moose, but with the personality of Flippy the squirrel. Now we haven't addressed. Uh, I believe we don't. We've seen the moose in uh, one of the Kringles, but he hasn't been a main character in either of the clips that we did previously. And Flippy the Squirrel is definitely not in any of the stuff that we did previously. I think that the Flippy the Squirrel thing, I got that from the wiki. I'm familiar with Flippy the Squirrel. Uh, but I think that um, Flippy the Squirrel obviously is just another easily angered character, so to speak. So I'm not mm. really sure how much like they, they took like, oh man, this, this lizard man, they got some sort of like editorial feedback that the lizard man was too complex of a character and needed to be split between two. I don't know. I think that it, because Lumpy is in literally like one of the next clips uh, as a moose, I feel like, you know, it, it makes sense that he went from being a banjo playing lizard man to a banjo playing moose, right? Yeah, it's, it's more consistent with the woodland feel. Yeah. Well, speaking of the banjo playing, we do see this lizard playing a non-standard six string banjo, mm-hmm. and he's playing dueling banjos, which, as everybody knows, may or may not still be under copyright. I actually did a quick search and couldn't figure that out. Yeah. Uh, it also was not played on a six-string banjo. <laughs> it no. was played on a five-string and four-string banjo. Uh, those are the canonical dueling banjos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As everyone knows, right? As everyone knows. Well, the banjo does break a string, interrupts the song, and these young whippersnappers start laughing at the lizard man, and he doesn't take kindly to it. No, he gets rather upset, uh, like veins pop out of his head and stuff. Um, Paul, I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Lizard veins. Do do lizards have veins like that? Like, do the scales get in the way of being able to pop out of their heads? Or could you see, like, like a roid-raged, like, iguana, like, get, you know, really fussy? I'm not sure if it would be as visible as it is in a sort of hairless mammal, but mm-hmm. the lizards on the whole, at least, don't have open circulatory systems. It's not like a crab that doesn't have veins. Gotcha. So, so they do cons- have veins. They do have veins, so conceivably you could see it. You could see a veiny, veiny lizard. Yeah. That's so it's creepy. possible. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like that that's a thing that could happen, Paul. <laughs> that there's a cave out there somewhere with like a lizard with clear you know, scales that you can just see the creepy veins on the inside of it. I don't think lizards really have defined scales for the most part. Oh, okay. They've just got it, lizardy skin. Yeah, it's more of that. If you think, think of a, a um, Komodo dragon, yeah, I they think just have about that kind of rough skin. <laughs> I know, I know, I do. Yeah, uh, and they don't. I don't think they really have scales. They don't have scales. Okay, so so then so lizards don't have scales. So do crocodiles have scales? Crocodiles, huh? Huh? Huh. I mean, like, you do make leather out of crocodiles and stuff, and leather doesn't feel like a scaly thing. But do snakes have scales? What are scales? Scales are fish things, right? Scales <laughs> are definitely fish things. And maybe let's leave it at that for now because we're, okay. we're both admitting how little we know about <laughs> lizard skin Yeah, on our podcast about flash animation. <laughs> well, you know, I just wanted to make sure that there weren't any super veiny lizards out there I didn't know about and could prepare myself mentally for the future where I meet one. Um, you know, and, and I, th- I think that's fair. But yeah. let's let's get back to the, to the clip. Uh, <laughs> the, these animals get dead pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. 
so there's a, a three different ways that he uh, sort of dismembers these characters. Uh, giggles, uh, the the chipmunk is first uh, and gets decapitated with the banjo. And her head falls into the fire, instantly showing her skull, which I thought was very funny. It's a really um, hot fire. Yeah, it is very, very hot fire. Uh, Cuddles the rabbit uh, is cut directly down the middle, split in half with the banjo. Toothy is uh, first decapitated and then smashed into oblivion. Uh, and this is sort of when, like, you know, the twist occurs. And that's that Toothy's decapitated head lands at the feet of the lizard man. Uh, it opens its eyes in its last moments of consciousness and chomps down on the lizard man's leg. Uh, the scene ends with an iris out, you know, where like the black screen sort of goes in and, and like a circle is just focused around one part, uh, mm-hmm. like the end of Looney Tunes, and shows the lizard man screaming in pain before the end credits. Yeah, I have I have a few thoughts about this. I mean, specific to the twist that we get here, I feel like it doesn't reward our expectations or subvert our expectations, either one, in the same way that some of the later clips do. Yeah. It's just, it's sort of a twist for the sake of having a twist, which is funny, but doesn't have any kind of replayability. Yeah, I frankly, when I saw so so this is this is my own sort of neurosis. But when I saw the string uh, break on the banjo, I instantly thought, oh, there's there's five more strings. These are going in people's eyes like like <laughs> so like so I, I but I don't think I was supposed to get that. Like it didn't no. like show a close up of the string coming close to his eye and then wiggling back out of the way or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I thought that that was going to be the end of this. Is like he starts playing the banjo and then it like slices its head off when it, the next string like gets snapped or something. That would be very appropriate in a in a later episode, certainly. Exactly. Yeah. One of the things I really did like in terms of level of detail for this episode, though was there are divots that are made in the actual log oh, yeah. that the animals are sitting on. Yeah, from, because the banjo well, only, is such a strong weapon. Right, but only for the, the second two. So it's yes. a nice uh, consistency that the first squirrel, or what, whatever the heck it is, that was decapitated, no divot made. Yeah, the made. chipmunk. Yeah. I'm so going to just... be very pedantic about what variety of woodland creature they are. John, I don't think either of us have the ground to stand on to be pedantic about animal types. We no. don't know what scales are. <laughs> we've already, how skin we've already works. figured out a basic element of creature biology is well beyond our, our elementary grasp of the concept. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, the, the third thing I wanted to bring up briefly was that I think we have a brain and spine lying on the ground that does not coincide to any of the three animals. <laughs> Well, they Orgian. got they they stuff these creatures full of brains and spines. It's Maybe like that's Mortal what it Kombat is. Sort of thing. It's got to get a spare. That way, you can pull it out a couple times. Exactly. Like they they prepped for this. They knew that these creatures were going to end in a gruesome way. So so God I mean, just it, put extra in there. <laughs> it was 1999. We had Mortal Kombat. Yep. Exactly. To inspire everything we did in life. Yeah, basically. I mean, it was you know sent to us by a higher power to guide us in all things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I, I think that when it comes to the show, Paul, let's, let's sort of give like a summation of the show a little bit. Uh, yeah. like how, how, how are you feeling after three episodes of the show? Kind of bad, kind of disappointed in myself from middle school. Yeah. Thinking these were exceptionally funny. I mean, they're funny, but yeah, I, I, I really don't want to watch anymore. I mean, what about you? No, I don't want to watch anymore either. I think that it. <sighs> I think that it might be a few things. I think the first thing is that, like, 
uh, the short format gruesome gag out thing just might not work anymore. Like it might it might have been funnier. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like like it, it like when this was something that I could just go see and it was unique and fun and stuff like that. But like this has existed in my head. I I've known what this is for for you know nearly two decades now. Um, and uh, so so yeah, so maybe it's just the gag sort of worn out. Uh, the other thing is that. I don't feel like they're particularly different. Like, I, I realize that we didn't do a vast variety of these, but we did, like, Paul and I both looked at multiple, you know, episodes to try and figure out what it was that we were going to do. Like, like there was there was more research in this other than just, like, randomly choosing an episode and, and pressing play. But, like, we didn't, like, I didn't find anything that stood out uh, beyond literally what this episode or uh, Ice Cold Lemonade offered. I-, I think Ice Cold Lemonade is basically, like, the platonic ideal of a Happy Tree Friends. And mm-hmm. I don't think that... I-, I just don't think that it gets any better than that. Or I don't think it's really any different than that. I think that these are sort of what they are. Whereas, like, Looney Tunes or other sort of gag-based cartoons, uh, they usually try and, like subvert your expectations a little by being something different uh and i don't know if that's the creators uh like constraint that they put on themselves or if that's just what like i don't know whoever was in charge of the purse strings like you know what they wanted out of this if if or maybe there's an audience for this paul and maybe it's just not us and that's 100 percent okay like like i am fine with us not you know connecting with something simply because it's not for us we may be about 15 years too old yeah, it's very possible. Like, there just might be something funnier when you're younger uh, about, like, you know, animals being decapitated or something. But, yeah, there's also the fact that we also live in a world where, like, you know, postmodern takes on, like, uh, you know, old things is sort of very standard now and sort of becoming a little bit older, like... uh I don't know, I can think of, uh, you know, there's like a gritty sort of detective show uh, from sci-fi called Happy, where a man is hallucinating a sort of uh, donkey, flying donkey that looks a lot like a Happy Tree Friends character. And so like, you know, like, that's putting a spin on the idea of like a happy cartoon character in like sort of a weird situation, right? Like, so, so I wonder if it's just old hat and and it but it doesn't like connect in the ways that looney tunes or or you know classic cartoons can because it doesn't have that variety but yeah you know, I, I suspect that's true should we jump yeah. into morals yes let's do morals okay i can i can go first here i have a moral specific to this episode which is that dueling banjos gets a bad rap as a creepy song and of course we should blame deliverance for it mm-hmm. but it will never not be a creepy song foreshadowing death and dismemberment. I don't think at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. It was a good pick. Like, like uh, it's a good, good banjo pick. Uh, so for me, my moral is, you know, always take care of your tools and they'll take care of you. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like it works in two ways. One way is, hey, you should have, you know, seen that, 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 uh, you know, that string was, was loose that was coming coming out uh the other way was uh you know uh, obviously the banjo is a rather resilient piece of wood that it was able to dismember two characters and and uh you know sever the person in half you know without seeming like total destruction so that's pretty good 
All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Plug-In Missing. If you liked what you heard, please tell a friend, leave review on iTunes, that sort of thing. We don't know what we'll be talking about next week, but it'll be great as it always is. If you want to talk more about Flash Animation, Happy Tree Friends, or otherwise, please contact us on the various social media platforms at Plug-In Missing or email us at pluginmissingpod at gmail.com. You can also check out pluginmissing.com for additional detail on the podcast, uh, upcoming clips when we know what they're going to be, and that sort of thing. As always, this episode was co-hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, produced by John Ward with music by me, Paul Reberg. Come back next week when we're going to play you out with this sick banjo music. Go, John, go. We're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing Flash Animation and what the hell it is until next week. We hope you're well. Please give us five stars on iTunes.